Recently, a more junior person walked up to me, not junior in talent, but definitely junior in experience, walked up to me and said, you know, how do you take the lead when you're surrounded by a lot of people who have a lot more experience and have a lot of opinions on a lot of matters? How do you start moving into that leadership role? That's what we're going to talk about. It's an awesome topic. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Recently, I was having uh, lunch with an up-and-comer on our team, had a great discussion. She had many really good ideas, really on the ball, understands a lot of what's going on. And she kind of just said, you know, how do I how do I step up? Like if, if you see this and I see this, how do I step up and open up opportunities for me while supporting the organization? And just how do I step into these opportunities? This is an excellent question uh, because I think there is a lot of talent out there that are afraid of stepping up in a room full of people that are more experienced. I can say personally, I've definitely had those moments. I was actually more afraid of stepping into a leadership role in my leadership education because everyone seemed to be uh, fighting for a leadership role. I I just watched and observed, but I actually found it easier in, in a business setting to step into leadership. And, uh, But I see a lot of talent, and I've seen it all the time. Just like this individual, I've seen a lot of talent, people who can help you move forward and don't know how to step in to support and and grow themselves, grow the organization, and increase the opportunities that present themselves to them. But a lot of people don't understand how to do that. So when I was starting in leadership, what I would often do is tell people that they're excellent at leadership. They have great opportunities. And it was true. I saw it. But quite commonly, after I said that their behavior would change, who they were would change. Unfortunately, their ability to deliver would change. And I didn't understand why, because I'd be like, yeah, you are really good. And I hope you can do it. And and I'd say all this stuff. But then I ended up meeting with somebody who uh, was in senior leadership with the Olympic Oval. And he was also in senior leadership with a big uh, sport organization that competed at an Olympic level. He told me something that really stuck. And this is several years ago. Because I'm sitting here battling this. Like, why, when I encourage people, do they fall apart? What he told me was they used to have an up-and-comer Olympian award. Something like that. Um, remember, I'm not the best at details. I'm kind of a big picture guy, but they had this up and coming Olympic champion award for junior people who had showed potential to be able to become Olympic athletes or gold medalists. And this is in a sport where Canada was very commonly an Olympic gold medalist, um, quite a few in this, this type of sport. So getting this from this team Canada, um, was was a real big honor. But he said something interesting. He said, when we looked at the data, everybody who got that award never accomplished close to what they thought they could achieve. Nobody. 
and it kind of gets you thinking like how do you why does this happen to people and how does that in, how does that influence how you as a leader teach other people to move into leadership and what what i started to see was if you tell people that they can achieve something they feel like they've already achieved it uh i think it was in the science of of self discipline but um they they referred to this research that was done on a bunch of people and they basically said if you tell somebody that you're going to lose 30 pounds everyone congratulates you and you get the same feeling inside like you've already accomplished your goal that you haven't even come close to all you've done is tell people and i've seen people that get into that loop i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that and they walk around and everyone's like yeah good for you good for you you're you're going to start podcast or you're going to do whatever right and it doesn't they they don't do it but they go around and get those hits of people that are like good for you you said you would um and uh they get all the congratulations before they've even accomplished the goal and what the book said was that or I think the research found that you need to make sure that your goals are, are focused on the progress, not the outcome, because the outcome gives you the dopamine hit while the progress teaches you how to get to work your way to those results. And of course, working your way to the results is way better than feel, telling people that you've, you're going to do it and getting that feeling like you've already accomplished it because then you lose the drive for progress. And as I've said before, progress is always better than perfection. Striving for progress always beats perfection. Um, if you want a good example of that, just listen to the very first few of these podcasts. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't really want to take it down because for me, it's a sign of progress. Am I great at this? No. But am I helping people that are in leadership positions? Yes. And that's progress. For me, I'll get better and better at it as long as I keep doing it. But what happened to me as a leader was people would look up to me. They'd ask me the question. I would say, yeah, I think you, you've got all this potential. And, and I wouldn't even say that they've done it. But then their behavior would change. Their outcomes would change. And often they'd kind of fizzle out, just like a lot of these athletes that were winning the up-and-coming Olympian Award or whatever it was called. So what I, what I end up saying is I, I'll tell people that they're making good progress. And then I give them the goals that they need to achieve to continue making that progress. So in this case, this individual, I actually told her that story, uh, a, a shorter version of that story. But I said, you know, here's what happens. And I'm afraid of telling you that, that you're pretty good. So here's what I think you need to do to take your next steps. That's your goal. So there's no dopamine hit. There's no reward. It's kind of like getting a like on a social media platform. That's that's very tied to dopamine hits. And what we're doing is we're causing people to have these high dopamine levels and it causes depression and it causes all these negative health factors. People have spoken about this all the time. And that causes people to almost overreact to a compliment and take it too far. So in this case, I, I kind of said, you know, what you, what you need to do next is in order to step into a leadership, reward, uh, a leadership position, 
you need to begin to figure out how to kind of step into the conversation, step into the room, and when to do it. And the interesting thing is, you often when you give this kind of advice, you have self-interest if you're a leader. So the most important thing to say is that you've got to do it in your own voice, not my voice, not anyone else's voice, not some other guru's voice. You do it in your voice. But here's what you need to do. When you see something that's wrong or, un, or is not truthful or unvalidated, you need to learn how to properly call it out with questions, not answers, not statements, but questions. You said this. However, when I'm looking at this, so can you please explain? What you're starting to do is you set the stage for people to start questioning, but you're getting used to stepping into leadership, but you're not doing it in some aggressive form. You're doing it through very strategic questioning, which will lead you to better strategic questioning going forward. You'll get better and better at it by asking the right questions in the meetings. Then eventually you'll get your moments every once in a while to make bold goals or bold predictions of the future because now you're starting to understand what's going on. It's those bold predictions. If you say them to the right people at the right time and you're right, and it actually happens, people will remember that and you will get opportunities. And you're not doing it by ladder climbing. You're not doing it by anything. You're doing it by listening by asking the right questions, by stepping in the room in the right way, by standing up for what is right and truthful, and then by everything you learn from that, you make an excellent prediction or you, you call something before it happens. Leaders love to see that. But you're not doing it in an arrogant way. You're doing it in a supportive way to further the goal. And then you're coming forward with solutions. Leaders always hear problems, especially if you're a managing leader, you always hear problems. But if someone comes to you with a solution or a prediction of something that's going to happen, and then it happens, it really sticks. So as you uh, work with people who are very interested in leadership, make sure to remember these things. Don't, Don't reward them for something they haven't achieved yet, even if you see the potential. Teach them how to ask strategic questions and to stand up for what's right. But make sure, finally, the most important part is that they learn how to do that using their voice and learn how to trust their intuition and validate things on their own terms. That is the beginning, in my opinion, the beginning steps of leadership. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.